This is National Native News. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. The Premier of Newfoundland and Labrador has apologized to Inuit people in northern Labrador for the harm suffered in residential schools. As Dan Karpinchuk reports, Andrew Fury said in his official apology that the provincial government failed to protect Indigenous children in those schools. I extend this apology to the students, their families, and to the people of Edinburgh. We are sorry. Premier Andrew Fury has been touring Inuit communities along Labrador's northern coast over the past week. He is making six stops where he will offer apologies to residential school survivors and their families. Fury told them that the provincial government turned a blind eye and neglected its responsibility and duty as a government. So today, with a heavy heart, I respectfully and humbly offer an apology to the students of Nunatuavut who attended residential schools in Newfoundland and Labrador. Fury acknowledged that many children were separated from their families and their communities and sent to the schools where their connections to their culture, language and families were degraded. Many of the survivors of the five schools in the region shared their stories of sexual and physical abuse or neglect. When former Prime Minister Stephen Harper apologized in 2008, he excluded people in Newfoundland and Labrador because the five schools in the region were not funded by the Canadian government. But that changed in 2016 after a class action lawsuit. For National Native News, I'm Dan Karpinchuk. A new children's book in the Clinket language was celebrated at a recent gathering in Juneau, the first of its kind in decades. As KMBA's Rhonda McBride tells us, it's the first of a nine part series. Do you all agree this book is beautiful? Huh? Clinket and Haida's president, Richard Peterson, held up the book to show off the illustrations by two Clinket artists, Nick and Kelsey Foote. The book is called Kahanta, which means orphan in Clinket, a story about a girl taken in by a powerful family and through her struggles learns life lessons about the tribal values of respect. Peterson wishes he had had a book like this to read when he was a boy. We didn't have these opportunities And it may not make sense because certainly we had more elders, we had more first language speakers, but we know because of things like boarding schools and historic trauma, there was a lot of shame and people telling us that we couldn't proudly be who we are. But students from the Clinket Culture, Literacy and Language program were full of pride as they performed at the celebration. Joel Maserve, a Clinket language instructor, says the new book will help learning become more meaningful. These kids are so fortunate to see themselves in their teachers, in their curriculum, in our books, and in their community. If you're looking for the English version, it doesn't exist. Hune Lance Twitchell says the language needs to stand on its own. He worked with a team of elders to produce the book that included George Davis, Marge Dutson, and Ethel Mackinnon. I thought of Marge, and I thought of George, and I thought of Ethel, and how much I wish I could show this to them. But Hune produced a video of the book so everyone can both see and hear the story. <laughs> In Anchorage, I'm Rhonda McBride. And I'm Antonia Gonzalez.
National Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support for law and justice-related programming provided by Hobbs, Strauss, Dean & Walker, LLP, a national law firm dedicated to promoting and defending tribal rights for over 40 years. More information available at HobbsStrauss.com. Support by Sanofsky Chambers Law, championing tribal sovereignty and Native American rights since 1976, from opioids litigation to treaty rights to tribal self-governance, with offices in Washington, D.C., New Mexico, California, and Alaska. Sanofsky Chambers Law. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.